Hey, welcome back to Tunes Tunes Podcast. I'm your host, Harold. As always, you can follow us on social media. That's Tunes Tunes Podcast, T-U-N-E-S slash T-O-O-N-S. We're on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And you can listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you find your podcasts. Well, you've you've called for Matt Jewett, and he is back in the house. Hey there. <laughs> your episodes always do really well on my uh Oh, Analytics. dude, that's that's awesome. Yeah. Well, thank you, thank you, you to have the good listeners for yeah. I, I, I good, <laughs> that's where we left it last time. <laughs> people that listen to your uh, it was your, so funny. Your so, takes. so Harold does a clap before he starts any episode as like a marker of the beginning of the conversation, and I heard the boom, doon, 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 doon. oh yeah, <laughs> beach language baby. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, that's funny. I gotta, dude. I need all the help I can get on this damn editing. I think we were just talking about it before. I'm like, fuck. I gotta anything I can do to make it easy on myself. So every time I come in here, uh, the setup is uh, drastically different. <laughs> it is. And Harold's got all of these like very bright like lights in here, and like then there's a, a small little like hooded thing like the best way i could describe it is like if you watch football like the little replay booths that the is. that the officials yeah. use like on the side of the field like <laughs> it's about that size and has a little hood over Instant it it's the replay and uh, i was like are you doing a video co- component to this and her was like hell no i can I'm barely like, get the audio dude, done on for this real. i'm like <laughs> fuck man god damn it yeah no why is monday night football not playing on this know, right now throw that on the screen real quick <laughs> Well, what have you been up to, man? You been uh, working on any music? Or? Uh, man, I picked up a guitar for the first time in weeks this past week and just drew blank. I have been oh, man. working so much. Working like a dog. Yeah, they are they are driving me into the ground. So it's uh it's it, it has been slow going. I don't know. I'm talking uh with somebody about maybe booking a show i've just been really gun shy about it because i'm on call so much and so right, it that takes, would be a, such a bummer yeah it's i would hate like that's my nightmare is that like okay i book a show and then like an hour before the show they're like hey dude go go lotton dude i'd be like fuck no can you imagine like how mad like the venue would be Ooh. the promoter be, the, whoever you're playing the show your, with would be your freaking not to mention your anxiety attack you would inevitably have yes i would have a terrible anxiety attack horrible. about it yeah so i've just been kind of pausing the brakes on that i don't know i want i'm i'm trying to find a better work-life balance but currently failing at it yeah um but so there will be some as soon as that is achieved there will be uh some some projects on the horizon right on that's the way she goes man yeah so it's it's been a slow season right now yeah it's it's a bummer because i would actively like really like to be like writing and playing music and i see all of my friends getting to go and play shows and i'm just like damn it i'm so jealous of you yeah or go to shows yeah we i've given away i've given away so many concert tickets oh shit yeah i'll i i uh, so we're gonna talk about Doghouse, right. and I had tickets uh, to go watch Limbeck play a headlining set in Tucson at a venue that is like two blocks from my sister and sister in law's house, and just could not go because of work. Ugh. And then I gave away. Do you know that uh, British like kind of like uh, post punk band called Idols? Have you heard oh, of them? That sounds familiar. They're super rad. They Maybe played, you've mentioned They them. played in Dallas last week, and I had I had bought tickets like months and months and months ago, and I was just like, ah. This work is cock-blocking you, dude. Yeah, man. And then, like, Josh Montgomery hit me up. He's like, you want to go see uh, Jeff Rosenstock and Slaughter Beach Dog in Dallas next month? I'm just like, I can't. I do, but I, I can't. Yes, I do. <laughs> I, would, I would love to go see Jeff Rosenstock and Slaughter Beach Dog, but I cannot commit money to that nah <laughs> it is a bummer dude yeah i mean uh, luckily you know the, the the ticket to the limbeck show was like 18 bucks yeah uh, so you weren't out like a ton yeah i wasn't out a ton and then like i had a friend who uh that idol show sold out um wow. and it and i think like all the scalpers ditched it because i think it went on sale in like march or april and i just bought a ticket being like uh worst case scenario the tour gets canceled but I think a lot of the scalpers uh, didn't invest any money in that market because there was nary a ticket to be found wow. on the secondary market for that show. Yours up eight hundred percent. No, I just I'm gave kidding. it away. I just gave it to a friend of mine. I just wow. gave it to a friend of mine. You're it was salt like, of the earth, my friend. Bring me some merch, and I am yet to see said merch. God damn it! 
So Charlie Land, if you listen to this, where's my fucking <laughs> no, idols merch? No good deed goes unpunished. <laughs> I had printed that ticket off for you because you were sketched out about the email link, and I have no idols merch. Wow. I besmirch you <laughs> over my lack of merch. Besmirch, yeah. Yeah, besmirching over merch. <laughs> <laughs> God. Yeah, I think the last show... I probably one of the last shows I went to was with you when we went and saw Ken. Ah, oh, God, she's so good. She, she was very, very good. Yeah, again, I, 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 I'm even nervous about like going to Norman for a show because I wanted to go see her at the deli this past weekend. Yeah, and I was just like, oh. She is. And if you guys didn't read that article I wrote, get your ass out to see Ken Pomeroy. She's, she's amazing. Brought me to tears at Pony Boy. Best, best. Breaking artist of 2021. For sure, yeah. I think I know she's been around forever, but she's kind of started to break she's out the, in the local scene this year. On the rise, yeah. Oh God, yeah. She's, she's just, and she's a, she's like 19. I know, yeah. She wasn't even old enough to be come. in the bar. She was, yeah, she's old enough to come to the bar she was playing at. And she's better than most of us. If you're an yeah. Oklahoma City musician and you're not hip to her, she's probably we a saw, better songwriter. We saw than Chase, you are. and Chase, even Chase was like, "Fuck." These kids, man. <laughs> also, that that I think his name is Ian Sterling, her guitar player. Oh and he's and now I God. feel like I feel like I feel like after like seeing him and like vaguely meeting him, that he's like it's it's I see him everywhere now, like Same. playing with everyone. He played with uh, uh, John Calvin Abney, I think, opening oh, up yeah. for uh, Jason Isbell yeah. at the Criterion, and I just feel like I see him like playing with everyone. The now. Kid's an animal. God. J- yeah, just really unique guitar style. That kid freaking murders it. Yeah, it's awesome. yeah, no, they're a ten of ten would recommend killer live act, killer yeah. and I think she's got a record coming out uh, yeah. next month. Uh Christmas Lights in April is what it's called. So yep. y'all be sure to check that out. There's your free plug, Ken. Yeah. <laughs> no her, her dad's really rad too. Yeah, no, he told me my checks in the mail. <laughs> yeah, no, her dad was very, very nice. He's awesome. Um, he sent me the, I don't know if I ever told you this, but he sent me the nicest message on Instagram. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. You did tell me that. That shit brought me to tears damn near. I'm like, yeah, wow, I think you just so sent nice. me a screen cap of the message Oh, he that's sent right. You. Yeah. yeah. Oh, God. Man. So ridiculously good. I don't know. Well, let's jump into this uh, discussion. So I've been doing these. Uh, we talked a little bit before. Mm-hmm. This is just like a fun thing. I think it's just cool to, you know, take a look at these labels and and pick out the albums that were like, yeah, you know what? That one really hit for me in like in a special way. Yes. And so um, we're picking out our favorite, uh, our five favorite records off of Doghouse. Uh, we're just going to wax poetic, I think. Okay. Am I am I kicking this off? As the guest, let's, okay. let's have you kick it off. I'm going to come kind of out of left field because people don't often associate this band with this label. But Hot Water Music's 1997 soft, kind of sophomore third record uh forever and counting uh came out on doghouse and i am a big it, pretty much anything chuck reagan's ever touched i'm a fan of i was gonna say hot water music i think of you and i think of josh montgomery speaking of josh from earlier yeah yeah no i love i mean my entry point uh to them uh was their reunion record caution in 2002 uh but i quickly went back through their whole catalog and just it's this is a gritty album it you can tell it's a bunch of kids just slinging stuff at the wall and seeing what sticks <laughs> but i love that sort of stuff it's just got this raw unabashed almost unintelligible unintelligible energy to it uh and it's just super fun and it's kind of an outlier in the uh, doghouse catalog because it sits uh somewhere between what came before it uh and what is to come after it because uh, they were doing proper hardcore releases kind of before this and then you get into just some proper uh northern florida punk rock with this yeah i was gonna say um you know for the purpose of the doghouse do you know much about like the background of doghouse uh not a ton it was just kind of early high school for me uh there were three or four albums yeah, more than three or four but i my introduction to this label on the all in all would have been uh they originally released that first all american rejects records before dreamworks picked it up right. and they like and so that was kind of once they realized what they had on their hands they were like okay we've got to license this to a major um because we just do not have the faculties to 
give this record the push that it's clearly going to demand having. Right. So, uh, no, I don't. They're based out of Ohio, right? Right. Is it Cleveland? Um, I think it was, actually. Let me look it up. I had it pulled up. Uh, Doghouse is Toledo, Ohio. Toledo, shit, yeah. shit, shit. I you wanted to say Toledo, and I backed out. Ah, shit. Ah. Well, you were close. But, yeah, no, I don't know a ton other than, like, up to a point they were doing, like, proper hardcore records, and then they made, like, a hard left turn into much poppier music. Wow, they just, uh, sorry, they had a, I saw a thing about Sparta just popped up. Dog yeah, House. but they, Sparta was never on Doghouse. Sparta was on a uh, Bob Dylan compilation that came yeah, out on Doghouse in like 05, I want to say. It was 05. Man, I may, th yeah, it's the early part of this record label I know nothing about. From 2002 on, I kind of am familiar right. with. But but yeah, that's that's my submission. Hot water music, man. That's a very... Very much a Matt Jewett pick. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's Very in the fitting. wheelhouse. It's in the wheelhouse. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, I guess I kick off my first one with what you mentioned, All American Rejects, self-titled. Okay. Um, I mean, that was just, to me, that was a record that hit, like you were talking about, at a time that was, you know, just very impactful for my age. I remember listening to Swing, like the video for Swing Swing coming on before I went to middle school. Like, I think that... Sands the episode of March Sadness that I was on. Uh, this album has come up every single time I've been on your podcast. <laughs> it's a good album. No, both dude. of us absolutely love this album. Yeah. It would be a desert island. Uh, oh, definitely. Top 10 album for me. There are no skippable tracks. That's right. Uh, it is It is good wire to wire, and I would say it holds up. I would call it one of the top 20 for sure without putting a whole lot of thought into it. Uh, Pop rock records of the first half of the uh, aughts. I agree. Yeah. You will not find any con contest for me on that. No, it's it's irrefutable. But, man, they're great. They're And they're real, just a real solid, tight band, too, live, if you ever caught them live. Uh, yeah. Been lucky enough to have talk to Mike Kennedy on the show. He's mm -hmm. a great dude, just real nice, the most smiley dude you'd ever meet. Just bubbly as can be. He has <laughs> uh it, he's. I just listened to him do an episode of a podcast, Brendan Kelly from the Lawrence Arms. Oh, cool. Uh, he's doing some podcast called They Come to America where they're just going through all 50 states and just talking about, like, weird shit and kind of, like, vaguely just talking shit on each state, but they have somebody oh from God. each state on. <laughs> and so they had Mike Kennedy on, on there because he does a bunch of the uh, records for Red Scare, which he's involved with. Oh, yeah. And yeah. Mike's been... Producing as a like kind of a prolific bastard did some screeching weasel stuff. Yeah, did some. Did he do Red City Radio? He did Red City Radio. He's done several Red City Radio records. Yeah. Um Does this great band from Milwaukee called Direct Hit uh, that are just ooh utterly fabulous. Uh, again, you want to talk about a good live show? Woo. <laughs> um, I've had I've had the fortune of getting to see them play some really small rooms a couple of times, and they are good. Uh, but yeah, no, that record is just unfuckwithable. Well, yeah, and the last song, uh, "Time Stand Still." I mean, it's just there's, like you said, it's unskippable, and it's one of those records that I'm just like can pick up at any time. Absolutely, it doesn't really even really matter my mood if a song, one of their songs, pops up from that record. I'm like, might as well just revisit the whole it. fucking yeah. thing. I'm not mad at it at all, man. Same, uh, but that's my first pick. Good deal. Uh, my second pick is going to be also very much so in my wheelhouse. It's going to be uh, the glorious debut by the Get Up Kids Four Minute Mile. Okay, that's I. That was one. You know, whenever we uh, talked about doing this discussion, I was like, I bet he's going to do some Get Up Kids. Yeah. Well, I have that. I picked it because since it is a proper album, uh, the Get Up Kids were not super psyched with their uh, time on Doghouse. Uh, and so they wanted out of that contract and initially uh, were looking to sign to a major label um, and talked pretty extensively with Mojo Records uh, before being courted away uh, to start get the ball rolling on that whole crazy uh, vagrant thing. Um, and so but they were still obligated uh, to release one other album. Uh, the contract thing. Yeah. And so they did uh, Red Le the Red Letter Day and Woodson EP as a full album thing 
uh, put the two EPs together on one disc and uh, fulfilled their obligation that way. But this record, again, uh, it's another one of those things of just a bunch of kids uh, throwing what they've got <laughs> at the wall and seeing what sticks. And it's a great record. It sounds like shit. <laughs> Um, but I think that's what everybody loves about because they were they recorded it in a weekend. Wow, uh, that's crazy! I did not know. Yeah, that. in a single week. Yeah, no, they they went and picked up uh, Ryan Pope, uh, the youngest Pope uh, brother, uh, from high school in the van, and like just drove from Kansas City to Chicago, and did this thing in a fucking weekend. Wow, is it? Um is it Matt Pryor? Is that? Yeah, Matt Pryor and uh, Jim. Matt Pryor, Jim Septic. Uh, at the time, the guys who would have been in the band would have been Matt Pryor, Jim Septic, uh, Rob Pope, Ryan Pope. Uh, oh. This is pre-James DeWeese joining the band. Right on. And, yeah, no, it's just one of my favorites uh, from that time period. Um, obviously, like, you've got bangers like uh, Don't Hate Me and uh, Coming Clean and Shorty and No Love. Like, just all those... Uh, Again, it's another album that I can listen to wire to wire, not skip a single song. Love, love, love this album. Cannot speak highly enough of it. Yeah, we'll and we'll let's go. We'll pull a couple of songs from each album that we're yes. talking about too. We'll make a Spotify playlist to go along with this, just to give people kind of a taste. Maybe a couple of our favorite tracks from each record. So I agree. I think that'll be cool. Yeah, I mean, Get Up Kids is definitely. Um, I think like almost all of the bands that we're talking about are gonna, were in the March Sadness running. Yeah, I think other just than, about. I mean, one of mine I know is not going to be in it, but uh, one of mine is to well, what Hot Water Music wasn't in there. Oh, they were in the they were in the master bracket, but they got were they in the master bracket? They were in there. The we did the regions to. Yeah, I would I would have killed them immediately. Yeah. They're a proper punk rock band. I don't think they're any. I get, I get why you put them in there because the emo game. Yeah, but yes, yeah, it's still a hot button issue in my household. We don't bring that episode up. <laughs> the finale of that up. I, it, I don't blame you. Um, <laughs> that that bracket got fucked. It did, and it was funny. That was like the whole things that I knew by the end of it. The people that put it together were going to be like, "What the fuck happened?" To and it's uh, what the fuck happened to this bracket was and, my episode. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like all, almost exclusively, their complaints came out of things that it? James and I tie bro put into motion. Yeah. Yeah, they were, they, they, if they listened to our episode, they would just been like, why the fuck didn't you just have three Brennans on there? <laughs> and I'm like, because I don't think that emo started in 2005, you pricks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> God damn it. I uh, did catch a lot of flack, too. Chase, I talked to Chase later, too. He's like, the fuck, dude? Why didn't you have me on? I was like, it is. Sometimes it's genuinely like, dude, I didn't even know you would want to do that. Yeah. Like, yeah, no, I was, so I, I was back. very, I was very honored that you asked me to be yeah, on that. It was fun, man. It was a, it was a good time. Would you ever do it again, or was it too much of a traumatic experience? I would think I would do it again. <laughs> I think I would do it the right way, with the right pieces this time. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> noticeable, uh, noticeable uh, people being left off the left next time. Off, we're left doing. off that time, people again. People <laughs> who think that Death Cab deserves to win that. Man. I know by the end it was like funny because I wasn't even excited. Like, How right, no, well, you, listening end. to you get like thoroughly just more <laughs> depressed throughout the course of that episode. Very apropos. I that. just felt so bad for you because you seem like <laughs> pretty gassed up for like every yeah. episode up to that. And then I think you went in already knowing like the writings on the wall. I yeah. know kind of how this is going to go. Gonna get crucified. So you were already like you, you jumped in on that thing at like 75% energy <laughs> and they just bled you dry. They did. I was just like, fuck this man. Your life bar, your life bar was done was. by the end of that episode. <laughs> All right. So what's your next pick? Uh, my next pick, I'm going to go with the honorary title. Ooh. Screaming light up the sky. Okay. Um actually it was one of those ones. You know what was funny about this is when we talked about doing this, I went through and look was looking at the catalog and I didn't even know they were on Doghouse. Yep. And so uh I remember the what was the record I liked from that? Uh, Untouched and Intact. It, let me guess. You had a FIFA game. Whoa, how did and you And know? it was on that FIFA game and that it was your introduction wow. to this band. How dare you? D am I correct? Yeah. Yes. I love FIFA. Know your friends. And I know that a, you love FIFA. I also know that you got into a lot of good music 
uh, from playing video games. Dude, EA, EA, EA was had out here baller soundtracks, and so yeah, no, I had that same game, but I was That's already crazy. I was already familiar with the band. Oh, okay. At the time that, At, that came so then out. you were just stoked, like, oh shit, the band I like's on here. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no, I uh, I found out about this lovely uh, this lovely band from the uh, 2004 sampler uh, uh, music from the American landscape. Um, is probably it was a sampler it wasn't even a proper compilation uh and it, it yeah i found more music that i still listen to uh off of that sampler than you would even possibly believe <laughs> i wish that was still a thing man let's just like dude label samplers were so tight uh, it was just like not even not even from like an old man getting mad like screaming at the clouds just from like a pure i wish that people that like kids now could experience this thing that i loved so jared gorbell great voice uh great pop songwriter have you gone back and listened to that album at all recently i haven't it is those lyrics are problematic oh, i was gonna say it's one of those like uh oh are you saying that a, a band in this genre would be problematic? stuck at sea is <laughs> uh Wow. <laughs> in the in the second story of your suburban home, mom's asleep just two doors down. Funny how when stuck at sea, things are never the way they seem. The pre-chorus to the song is you overcompensate for your own mis for your own inexperience. Don't underestimate oh my fear of getting caught. Jesus problematic well it's like uh what is that um the hard times i'm always sending you articles <laughs> they're about. just all like pop punk that front com man that yeah. comes up every time that you're on too yeah pop like, uh, pop punk front man excited to be reunited with girlfriend after 21 plus show oh my god <laughs> but that's just like ugh. that's the the discussion too that comes up a lot with bands like this especially when you're in the genre it's like the separating the art from the artist thing. You know what I mean? I'm like, well, no, I mean, like, I just, I just remember like how many girls that I was friends with in high school that were into this band and just loved them. And now thinking about it, like in retrospect as a, and I mean, I was singing along just like, yeah, yeah. Not really thinking about it that way. <laughs> um, I mean, it's also, I, he has a song on the, uh, one of the hits off of this album is, just referencing a condom thin layer yeah <laughs> he's well, talking he's talking about fucking a well, you lot just, like you on just don't like you said you just don't think about it no way. like the opening line of the song is through a thin layer of rubber and a thick arrested armor of drunken lust <laughs> <laughs> like i was had the, the source busted out to dude write his song. he was no he's a great lyricist just the the content is a little uh right. cringy <laughs> Uh, but then also uh, my favorite song uh, on uh, this album is Far More. I just think it's per a perfect song. Yeah. Yep. This was one that I was like, I don't think it's necessarily like all, all killer, no filler, but there's definitely like the ones that I like on this record. I'm like, okay. I no, I'm the same with time. you there. They're, it's probably about half and half. Yeah. I could skip about half this record, but the stuff I like on this album, I really I mean, shit, I love uh, Stuck at Sea, even though that is yikes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's just a good, dancey, groovy hook. Yeah. You can you can see why the format stole the rhythm section out of this band after this record came out. Uh, what's your next one? Uh, my next one is the debut album. Uh, noticing a trend here. Uh, the day... Debut album, Hi, Everything is Great by Limbeck. I knew we would have crossover, and I thought it might be on this one. Oh, man, man, man. I didn't know if you would have this one, because I could have picked, I honestly could have picked any three of the albums. Um, So I can about face so you can no, take no, this one. Fine. Okay, because I, I was love like, the, honestly, the crossovers. It's just telling, you know. Like, yeah, no, I same. just absolutely, it's, it's their best record it's the best road trip record of all time yeah. that is not an opinion that is a scientific fact um yeah bangers front to back real short 
heavy like California kids playing petty vibes. Um, <laughs> great description. Just oh my god, this band is perfect. I th- I frankly believe all three of their albums are perfect. Uh, all three came out on Doghouse because uh, there was High Everything's Great. Um, <clears throat> Why am I forgetting the name of the second Limbeck record? Somebody's yelling at... You fucking idiot. Yeah, because actually the song (laughs) I'm going to pick, it was just by the bands on the label, right? Like, I didn't have to stick to the album I'm choosing. Oh, yeah, that's fine. Yeah, because one of the Limbeck songs I'm picking is on their second album. Is it Let Me Come Home? Let Me Come Home, which is really funny because uh, the the song Let Me Come Home appears on their third third album, which is their self-titled album. The second song on the record is called Let Me Come Home. Wow. Yeah. It does. It's that. not even on. Kind of cool. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, I just think Rob McLean's great lyricist. Uh, the, everybody who plays in this band is just a really solid player. The organ, Ooh. the guy that plays the organ. Is oh, great. Spacey Casey Prestwood. Yeah. yeah, he also played uh, Lap and Pedal Steel for them. Oh, shit. Mm-hmm. Tell and then what band? He was in Jameson Parker. Oh. I believe. I, I was say, I didn't. I didn't or know no, wait. No, 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 no. He's in Hot Rod Circuit. Maybe, oh, okay. maybe now I'm now I'm He's having in another a, band. This is what you're getting at. Yeah, it's another band. Same. <laughs> Spacey, Casey, Prestwood. I think he was in Hot Rod Circuit. I think I'm. As I say, I am. Um, he's not. Is he not in the band anymore? Limbeck. Yeah. I don't think he was ever like proper in. Uh, I was like touring member type of thing. Yes. Or studio guy. I uh, I think I remember. So what? If, from what I remember with Limbeck is being in. I think I was in ninth grade, maybe. When this album came out, and I just remember. Do you remember someone that you think was really cool? And then hearing that, like seeing what music they like. Yes, and then absolutely. Like, I want to like that. Yes. That was like a. It was kind of like a thing like that. There was this. There was these two twins, the Holsenbergs, Brian and Ryan Holsenberg, mm-hmm. and really cool dudes. They were like the coolest guys like I'd ever met. Yeah. And so, um, I was. It's like one. Of, you know, like it's to me. It's always funny when you remember things and you don't. There's like no reason for you to remember it. Mm-hmm. But I remember it was on MySpace. Yes. He, uh, Brian, had put like a. I don't remember how it was exactly, like your status or something. Like when you would post, it was like a, I can't remember how it is. Like would you would be like your comment. Maybe it would just be, I, I'm like trying to remember back to how it was. It's been, it's been so long and I've done so many drugs <laughs> since I've been on a MySpace account. Uh, uh, point being, I just remember him <laughs> posting this thing that said, uh, it's from when they were coming here to Oklahoma City. It said, Limbeck's coming to play a show here. Poop your pants. <laughs> he was just like you know telling you like you should be excited that Limbeck's coming here, and I always was. And uh, for whatever reason, I don't, I couldn't tell you why. I've like remembered that mm-hmm. for all these years, but every time I listen to Limbeck, I think of Brian Holson. Did you ever see him? Mm-mm. Oh man, you missed out. They play like at a IHOP or something. Uh, I think it was a Denny's, yeah, and Denny's. it wasn't. It wasn't like a proper show, but there is a YouTube video out there of them playing in a Denny's here in Oklahoma it, City. Or maybe it was a Waffle House. It was something like that. I think it was Waffle House because I think they have the dumb hats on. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, no, I got the. I had the good fortune of seeing them play three times. That's and awesome. Do they rip or what? Oh God, yeah, no, That's awesome. so good live. I would be so bummed if they just like fucking suck live. No, they're they're they are incredible live. And uh, once saw the bass player knock uh, the cover off of one of the lights at <laughs> conservatory back in the day. <laughs> That's awesome. And it made like this terrible sound. Ooh. And like some drunk girl just kept being like, one, two, three, four, while they were trying to fix the bass rig. Oh and then God. he's just like, hey, can we get that one, two, three, four again? Uh, and it was just way too slow. And so they had to like pick the tempo back up. That's funny. <laughs> it was very, <laughs> it was very funny. And then I got, so I saw him twice at the conservatory. And then uh, once at, uh, do you remember D Fest in Tulsa? Yeah, yeah I've never been, but my friend got to Luke see them there. in the format play. Oh. Actually, them the format and honorary title all on the same night. Shit. Yep. Very cool. That's like a nice bill. Yeah, they were all on tour together. And you were just talking about earlier that you saw them with 
uh, piebald, right? No, 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 no. We'll get to bit? who I saw with piebald. Okay. I'm sure you're going to. Woo! I'm sure you're going to pick an album We're getting at ahead some of point ourselves here. by by someone on this label. Oh yeah, okay. Yeah, it might be my next pick actually. But before we move on, in Ohio on some steps. Yeah, it's such a great that song. song. Is one that's the song that I remember from this album from that time when Brian Holsenberg said Limbeck's coming, poop your pants. I was like, who are these guys? I listen to that song and. I don't know. I've always connected with music in like a, such an emotional way, and like I still tear up when I hear that song, thinking about that time. You know what I mean? And see, and it's such a it's, that's not really like the vibe when you see him play it live because it's like uh, Emily said she was from Milwaukee, and everybody just goes Milwaukee. <laughs> <laughs> They're one of those bands that like if you if you were seeing them back in the day, like you were so 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 into them. That's funny. Um, that they're just uh, several little things like that when they play live. That's so cool, man. Albatross and Ivy is a great cut off of this album that I don't feel like gets its uh, due, and uh, Tan and Blue as well. I have to throw that on the playlist. Yeah, no, no, those are yeah, those are <laughs> up on the playlist. I knew that we would have some crossover. Um, this is probably <clears> going to be one of the crossovers too. I actually intentionally avoided this uh, one because I knew is you real, would pick it. Yeah, yeah. is I a knew. real boy say anything? Oh. <laughs> Now this is a. Uh, I knew I. I thought maybe so. If this the was last, like a chess. So thing. the last three bands we've talked about, <laughs> uh, all three of them were on that music of the American landscape. Oh, okay, that uh, sampler. Sampler, yeah, all three of them. That's um, how I found all three of those bands. This was a. This was like a chess thing of like, well, if Matt picks this, then I'll pick that. Like, and then I was like, this one's too. He's not gonna pick this one because he's gonna think that I thought that he was gonna pick it. Yeah, no. Well, it wasn't even like me trying to play chess. It was me trying to avoid as much unnecessary, because we very easily could have picked all five of the same That's albums. Trying to think outside the box. Yeah, no. We very easily could have paralleled. I just remember listening to this record, and this was the first time I heard say anything. You know, and being like, wow, man, no one else sounds like this guy. And his writing, I'm like, how many fucking words can this guy fit in his song? Yeah, and then to think about the fact that he did all the guitar work on that album. The only thing he didn't do on that album was play drums. Wow. What a talented guy. And Colby Linder just fucking murders it on this album, on the drums. I think it's funny to me because like, I feel like not much of the stuff that I'm saying is super tied to the music, but... Someone like Max Bemis that when you know what he was going through too. Yeah. When he wrote some of these songs and the shit that he's talking about, and you're like, wow. Mm-hmm. Um, there's something to me about that, man. Just like, okay, like some fucked up stuff happened to this guy too. Yeah. And I'm not the only one that maybe some shit, some terrible shit happened to. Yeah. It's, I, I remember listening uh, to this album for the first time when I bought it. I bought it up in your neck of the woods. Oh, really? Bought it at Randy's M and M's. Randy's baby. Um, and I I just remember being like when I listened to it all the way through for the first time. Uh, cause like I mean the the two songs that were on that sampler by them were uh, "Belt" and "Alive with the Glory of Love." Um, and so like pretty weird, a little a little weird. Uh. But like definitely like radio ready music at the time right. for sure. Yeah. Um. And but then you get into like the mathy like breakdowns, and I just remember being like, I didn't know you were allowed to make music like this. That is true. Yeah. You're like not really. You're used to like if you're me, and I'm thinking about finding that record at that time. I'm used to like straightforward, almost like everything that I listened to was like four on the floor, like yep, basic shit. And then when you hear like someone doing something different and you're like, oh shit, like, I don't know, it's like something so, it's so simple, but you're like, fuck, I never, I never thought about doing it that way. You, well, yeah, and I don't, I don't think that I'd ever listen to anything up until that point uh, that had that much uh, dissonance in it, like pop music that had that much like intentional dissonance. I know, in it's it. like racket is what uh, I remember listening to. I can't remember what adult in my life. When I was what is to that, this they racket it, they that it you were racket. listening to? And I'm like thinking about it, back to it now. I'm like, that's not a bad. No, it's that's it's a, it's an accurate. Uh, yeah, like especially like 
like uh, something like uh, Most Beautiful Plague or like that uh, the breakdown bridge part in uh, Yellow Cat, Red Cat. Uh, yeah, a lot of dissonance happening on this sucker. It's just, yeah, I mean, it's just like, I don't know. I also, mean, and then it just, it also, uh, on the second release, because there were two separate releases of this album, had the whole ass EP <laughs> inside <laughs> of it, too. Who did, uh, who re-released it, do you know? I think it was still on Doghouse. I think oh, okay. they just, they I, just he, I, he had to go, he had to go to Houston uh, to go to the hospital uh, because he finally had a legitimate real mental breakdown. Fuck. Uh, and so I kind of in the middle of the touring cycle of this. Um, and yeah. Um, I do remember, <laughs> I remember the, I had a copy of each, the novelty of, uh, well, I can get sexual too. It was just like a, such a huge song in like my friend group in high school. They're like, yeah. Well, and I mean just that, that phone ringing. Yeah. You just, Iconic. you know, what's up iconic i remember uh the first time i i ever went to a strip club they played that song uh it was it was well it gets better because of where i was i was at a place i i went to junior college in miami and i was in fairland oklahoma in this like tin shack of a building called the body shop oh my and some great name for sure yeah and uh karma with a c got up on stage dancing to while i can get sexual too (sighs) My God. A lot to unload there. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot to unpack. <laughs> um, okay, yeah. Was that mine? Was that, that was yours. My, okay, what's your next pick? Uh, overlapping band, but not an album. Uh, anything Else But The Truth by the honorary title. I say I'm not familiar with this one. It's a good one. Um, it's a little bit, you can tell that like it is not, you can tell, like, kind of where how this band came together on this record because it it feels like Jared Gorbel solo songs, then having a band put to them at some point with some of them like um, Cats and Heat definitely feels that way. Um, man, this dude loved to sing about sex. Uh, <laughs> but my two favorite tracks off of this uh, one is Everything I Once Had and uh, Bridge and Tunnel. Uh, just solid back to back on the album yep too. yep just solid fucking tunes man this came out oh four he said it got re-released in 06 yeah that sounds probably right huh. interesting yeah that was one of the ones where i was like i never went back from screaming live sky what, yeah and so like i listened to that album <clears throat> for no reason in particular it was just funny about that well but music was less accessible back then too. yeah that's probably true so i mean like yeah you could have lime wired it but like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> did you did you love honorary title enough in two thousand five exactly. to be like I have to lie? We wait for two hours to download one song. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. So is that yeah. four for me? I think that's the fourth. Okay, was that my fourth too? Counting is hard. Yeah, that was my Can't fourth. Wait. Get up, kids. Hot water. Get up, kids. Because we had Limbeck crossover. Limbeck. I said, "Is a real boy." I said, "Scream and light up the sky," and yeah. I had the self titled. So I've got one more after this. Okay. Okay. Uh, my last one, this is kind of funny to pick two from the same band, but move along. All oh. American Rejects. Was that on Doghouse? It was. Oh. I was. That's what shocked me. I was like, oh, when I was doing the research, I was like, fuck, this was on Doghouse? Um, it had a little bit about it, actually, about, about it being on Doghouse. Let me see what it said. Yeah, Interscope, Doghouse. It was like a one of those, you know, when it... it like a, a co-op type of thing. Um, but yeah, it says Interscope Doghouse. But I mean, this is just a meteoric album for them. I mean, fucking A. Move Along, I mean, is arguably, from Mike's own admission, probably the biggest song they've ever done. Yeah, I mean, it's what sent them to playing arenas. But the fact that that's not even... I mean, it is that's a great song, but it's not even the only good song on that album. It ends tonight. Mm-hmm. It's also on that album, and "Dirty Little Secret" is on that album. So it's like, holy shit! Like these guys really were in their shit on this album, man. Yeah, like this is, and it was cool. You know what I liked about them is that I'm such a homer. I'm like, fuck yeah, man! A cool band from Oklahoma, finally. Yeah, I had the pleasure of seeing them uh, with the Academy as an armor for sleep. Wow, <laughs> that's an album. that is a great. 
What a great bill that is. I like Armor for Sleep. I like that real mawkish shit. Yeah, no, they were they were a funny live band too. They really? were because the the security guards. It was at Bricktown Live, and the security guards were just getting fucking murdered oh, by shit. crowd servers. <laughs> and the guy just like stands up on the uh, fucking uh, monitors, like floor monitors. And it's just like, let's give it up for security. <laughs> Uh, the Academy is too. Is that William Beckett? Mm-hmm. Name? I they, think so. That sounds right. I'm I'm not huge into them. Uh, he's a good songwriter. I think they're a, they're a little bit too poppy. Yeah, I was gonna say they're probably a little which is weird for me to say because like I'm a massive uh, format fan. Yeah. So like, well, that's a. I mean, they're indie enough to yeah. offset the pop. I think. Yeah, I mean, I like proper pop music. But yeah, yeah. I don't know what it was, man. You know what? To quote Nate Ruiz, it was just a lot of boys in swooping haircuts bringing me down. <laughs> I uh, I watched the OC. I think you know that the yes the teen drama, and uh, one of the episodes did actually kill me. It was uh, uh, Rachel Bilson, who I've had a crush on my entire life. Of I feel course, like. um, she talks <clears> about <throat> uh, Adam Brody in that in the show is a huge like emo fan. He loves Death Death Cab and like all the other mm-hmm. all of that genre. You know. And uh, the way she describes it, she's like, this is just sounds like one guitar and a lot of complaining. <laughs> and I was like, oh, my God, I love that. So if I ever do an album, if I ever make music and release an album. One guitar and a lot of complaining. One guitar and a lot of complaining. If I don't steal that from you No, first. you got to, okay, please do it. <laughs> then it would actually happen. <laughs> what? Uh, but, okay, what year did that come out? Let me look at this real quick. What? Uh, that would have been 2005. 2005, yeah. I wonder how, I don't know what the involvement was with Doghouse. Uh, they probably were uh, obligated and Interscope distributed it uh, instead yeah. of buying them out. And that was like the It was probably just, yeah, it was probably just the best way for yeah. all parties to make as much money as humanly possible. Well, I'm glad that they were able to get into that album then. Yeah, I think it was just a matter of Interscope not wanting to buy out the Doghouse yeah. contract and the Doghouse guys could make more money if Interscope didn't buy out the contract just everybody was going to make more money yeah. if they did it this so, way so i'm glad they had i'm sure that helped put the doghouse kid guys kids through college so these, shout out it, to this album in this economy <laughs> <laughs> um that's my fifth one though okay i'm also picking uh two from the same band because it's just too damn good and i am a uh, picking limbeck's self-titled album uh, of course from 2000 and Seven, I want to I think you're right. say. I was worried. Okay, I'm glad you picked two from the same band because I was worried about picking two. Yes, and I was correct. Ones. It is from it is from 2007. I think it's their most underrated album. Uh, has some of my favorite songs. Has big drag on it, um, which is just a fun little ditty about just uh, being in a rut. <laughs> just those those ruts you get into in your <clears throat> adult life where you're just like, oh, it seems like everybody's kind of bummed out right now. For no particular reason, um, yeah. Every this record is just perfect. Well, let's just go ahead and clear the air here, man. Just Limbeck, criminally underrated band, dude. They were uh, they were Jonah Bayer, Vanessa Bayer's brother, uh, who was an editor in chief at Alternative Press for a while. Plays in a band with Jeff Reckley from Thursday called United Nations. Wrote a wonderful piece about this band uh, that you can find out there. His name is Jonah Bear, uh, Vanessa Bear of SNL fame's younger brother or older brother. Oh, okay. Yeah, um, and he is just yeah. He writes about how like they're a band before their time. And that they're responsible for, like, probably a lot of, like, the petty Americana stuff, like, slipping into a lot of people's repertoires, like, 2012, 2013, when that kind of got popular. And, yeah, no, just wrote a really great piece about this band. They're just, all three albums are absolutely amazing. Um, yeah. And, yeah, we're going to have to include a couple from that uh, from that record, too, on the playlist. Yeah, no, there will be some from all three records because yeah. <laughs> I'm willing it into existence. Fuck your rules, Harold. <laughs> well, yeah, let's just include everything from. Uh, yeah, just that everything record. that's ever come out on Doghouse. <laughs> that's what we're pulling from. Yeah. It don't have to be the pick. I was thinking about ones that, I like, maybe I liked a song. Like, I I remember Megan D, I did listen to, like, mm-hmm. a couple songs. But I was like, eh, I don't, don't want to pick them. Yeah. But they're cool. 
Yeah, Meg and Dia were cool. One of them was on The Voice, wasn't they? Yeah. Was yep. it Meg or was it Dia? I think it was Dia. Day, as her name is. Um, I think that was it, though. I don't know. Oh, there was a band on on the the uh, label, You, Me, and Everyone We Know. Yes. They had a song, and it was like one of those ones where it was like, oh, well, the album that I liked wasn't a doghouse dog release. Yeah. So I was like, well, dang it. That would have been cool if it was. It was a parties for the or a song for the grown and sexy or something like that. I think <laughs> party for the grown and sexy, Rushmore. It came out in Rushmore in '08. That was a great record. I don't know if you're familiar with them at all, but uh, I definitely saw them at some point. Yeah, they had a song called Carolina Heat that was just a fucking banger. But that's all doghouse adjacent. Yeah. So uh, there is this awful, awful, awful band. <laughs> Uh, from Tennessee that I absolutely loved uh, that did one record ever, and uh, it came out on Doghouse. They're called Feeble Wiener. Oh, my. <clears throat> and uh, the opener on uh, this, the name of the album is Dear Hot Chicks. Um, <laughs> and uh, no, but uh, the uh, first song on the album, Sandy Must Ready, is a pretty pretty solid banger. Oh, shit. Yeah, I love this band. They're dumb, but I just fucking love them. Who else? Am I thinking the Get Up Kids has a San Dimas? No. Football uh, roles? No, that's the Ataris. That? The Ataris, that's it. Yeah, it's the Ataris. So I think it is a little little nod to Chris Rowe and the Ataris. Right. That dude's a great songwriter, too. He is. He's <clears throat> apparently nuts. Really? Yeah, apparently. I know he's a lefty, I think. He's yeah, but apparently, like, no, there's a video of, like, Red City was on tour with him, and there's a video of him, like, throwing his guitar at the drummer and then throwing the drums off the stage at the drummer. Wow. And I've heard some stories from those guys about that night. Holy shit. Yeah, like, they were on tour with him. Have Have friends in bands that tour a lot because they have the best stories yeah uh but yeah no and i've opened for him before and he was very very kind to me um i think you've told me that before. yeah he was he was very 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 nice to me when i opened for him but um being uh, grown up is half as fun as growing up so these are the best days of our (laughs) lives (laughs) god damn it the only thing that matters harold (laughs) is following your heart that is so. I love that song, but it is kind of, it is kind of like hokey a little bit. I mean, the first line of the song is here in this diary. I love that fucking song. I drew you pictures of my summer and the whole fucking Goonies through line. That yep. shit is just rich. Yeah, no, that. it's solid. I mean, you have to be talented. Oh, I mean, yeah. that was always like kind of his shtick. Yeah. You know, he wrote a yeah, yeah. It's just, <laughs> it's fine. There's a, there is a place for that music. Yeah, man, well, this is fun. I always love doing these for sure. I'm gonna, I'm gonna find ways to keep pulling out record labels and to keep doing these discussions because I really like these episodes. Yeah, no, they're fun. I'm and so we're gonna glad. do a regular plain Jane episode, and then you're like kind of through that. I was like, all right, yeah. I, I didn't take much to convince me. To no, I was like, do yeah. one of these. <laughs> no, I, d- I did the old Ron Burgundy to you. I was like, hey, I'm gonna throw this out there, and you can throw it right back. <laughs> I want to be on that. <laughs> no, yeah, that. I like that, man. I like these. I like these. I think they're a lot of fun, so I'm going to have to keep doing them for sure. Yeah. No, um, you, they're just too many good smaller labels not yeah. to. Because, I mean, at the at the very least, you have to do a Vagrant or a Field by Robin episode. Yeah, we'll do a Field by Robin one for sure. What did we do? What did we do? Victory already? Yeah. We did Victory. We did... You did Victory, you did Drive Through. Drive Through, and now this one, Doghouse. Yeah, Doghouse. So that's kind of. Yeah, there's a few more that <coughs> I definitely want to hit that I've had people in mind that I want to talk to you about. So yeah. it'll be fun. You get you get real, real sad about it and do a Saddle Creek episode. <laughs> I think we talked about some of their samplers too, I think. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, no. Great label. Um. Well, you know, it's, you, you talked about working on music and stuff, yeah. but you do have your album out. I do. I do still have my album out. I I think we're probably coming close to the point where I'm going to put it on the proper streaming platforms. It's probably though it still does decently on Bandcamp Fridays. Um, 
you know, not amazingly, but decently. But I think I think it's been out for a year, a little over a year and a half, and so I think it's uh, I'm at the point where I'll feel okay about throwing it on Spotify. Throwing it on Spotify, just having something there. So, but as for right now, you can only find it. It is Matt Jewett live at the Speakeasy, the 51st Street Speakeasy, and it is available at www.bandcamp.com forward slash robot saves city and 100 percent of the sales on that record if you choose to buy it go to the local charity sisu youth who are just great people doing great things and they're getting their own brick and mortar soon baby yeah i saw that the other day i was like fuck yeah man you love to see it you do you love to see good people doing good things having good things happen to them yeah i love that man i was i was Super excited to see that. Like, yeah. It's just great. It makes my heart. And it's all because of me. <laughs> <laughs> They're going to ha- call it the Matt Jewett Center. That is not actually. For kids that can't read good. <laughs> <laughs> for the record, that's not what Sisu does. <laughs> I'm just oh, saying you're getting your own wing. I'm, ca- I'm going to get an email tomorrow <laughs> being like, please stop talking about us and please stop sending us. Your chump change money if you're gonna have shit like that said about us. Fuck. Oh, man. I mean, James Nim's the one cutting the check, so it's probably named after James Nim. Oh, <laughs> oh that's man. that's good. Oh God, I hope I. God damn it, Matt. Please don't. Ah, eh, they won't mind. They know please don't hate me, guys. I love you they all. They know so this much. is jokes. They know this is jokes. They're from the nonprofit sector. They don't know what having a sense ah, of humor well, is. Fair enough. Uh, well, as always, guys, you can listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Uh, that's Tunes Tunes Podcast, T-U-N-E-S slash T-O-O-N-S. You can and also on Facebook, on, Twitter, and Instagram. Also on Neil Young's platform, Pono. Oh, yeah. There we go. <laughs> newly. We're newly minted on there. Yeah. On Pono. <laughs> Bye-bye.